I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yo, this B, Sport is back. They doubted us. They said we couldn't do two podcasts over three and a half months. And <laughs> by God, we're here. We did it. Just under. We just looked it up. This is the second one in three months. So... I'm proud of us. Um, Stu's here. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? That's so good. God, we, we are so back. We, we got our bits. Oh, and bits. Jonathan. Yeah, I was thinking, we've sort of forgotten how to do this, but then I remembered we've never known how to do this. So no. what's the big deal? Here we yeah. go. Forgetful like a fox. Let mm. it roll. Let it run. Can't mm. forget what you never knew. Nope. Summer highlight, uh, I should get mine out of the way. I got kicked out of an 11-year-old baseball game a little bit ago. Oh, you finally got kicked out of one. Yeah. Yep. By, by an umpire, by the city. <laughs> the police. The priests. Tell us Luck, all about it, Brandon. That, that's all I wanted. Really, this is, we don't really have to do anything else except talk about what you just did. Yep. Uh, I feel like the rest, of our, the rest of the two podcasts we've done this summer have been leading mm-hmm. up to this. It's yeah. been very clear this is coming. So what happened? Tell us all well, about this. First off, luckily, it was just by the umpire. And okay. I find it important to say this was an adult umpire. Okay. So, <laughs> Would it be better or worse if you'd gotten run by a 14-year-old? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably. Roxy, you can't use that kind of language. <laughs> that comes out of my paycheck. Uh the it was a grown-up. He was my age. Uh we were I was coaching third, as I do, and uh, he called one of my kids out in the second inning for leaving third base early on a tag, and he was wrong, and I was really mad about it because the kid who was tagging up, we'd like worked with him on uh, on tagging up correctly, and you move your body a little before the guy catches it, so then when the ball goes in the glove, your foot's right pushed off, and it was perfect, and it was beautiful. Chef's kiss, and the other team starts squawking, and they come out and appeal it, and they and the umpire was like, yep, sorry, he left early. And I was very upset. I don't care about I did not care about the result of this game. We were we were smoking them. We were going to smoke them. I think we 10 run them. But I was like, you can't do that to that kid. And I really gave him like a guilt trip, not even like an angry, like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed thing. It was really good. And his parent and the kid's parents were listening. And I was really laying it on for them, too. I think of like, we've been working so hard with this kid. You are here and I am here for the kids. Okay. You got to pay attention on behalf of the children. Won't someone think of the children? Won't someone please think of the children? That's why we are here. That is the only reason we are here. You have to pay closer attention to make a call like that because now he's going to develop different habits. That it was, it was beautiful. It was. He's perfect. on the crack. 
<laughs> and I really, I really laid it on. Yeah. You never know. You know, these small things that change a kid's upbringing and his whole life all because of this, right? He was on the edge. Um, and so really was laying it on thick and felt great. Cause I knew I was right. I knew he was like, Oh shit. Okay. Maybe I was wrong. Cause this dude is, uh, but I was like more, I'm just disappointed in you, pal. I'm just really, really unacceptable. Okay. Just please do better. So I'm sure he didn't feel great about that. And then, uh, the next inning we got up and another one of my kids was batting and he did one of those like barely check swings and the guy called a strike and I'm coaching third and I didn't move from the third base coaching box. It said time. Did you call that on the swing or the pitch? And he goes, I call it on the swing. And I went, interesting. Oh, <laughs> like no. super loud. Like that, that to me, like that's where I went wrong. I, I said interesting too loud and it's very sarcastic. Yeah, don't, don't say Minnesota interesting. That's, yeah, that, no. They all, everyone, passive, everyone you're passive aggressive yourself out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I hit him with the Minnesota interesting um, and he uh, gets a real loud time. And starts uh, kind of just make moseying his way down the third baseline. And I just, I don't move because I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Come on. Just tell me to knock it off and we can move on with our day. I have been in more interactions with other umpires. I'm 42 years old. No one has been in more interactions with umpires than me on planet Earth. I'm positive. It's like me and like maybe <laughs> Joe Torrey. Yeah, John and Lang. Billy Martin. There's three of us. That's it. I, I, you know. And so he starts walking down. I'm rolling my eyes. I'm like, what? What is it? You heard me say interesting. Just tell me to knock it off and we'll move on with our day. And he comes up and he's like, hey, man, that's two times in two innings that you're trying to show me up right now. I really don't need this right now. Let's just knock it off. And then he goes, this is the last conversation you and I are having today. Okay, bud. And then he slaps me on the ass twice and starts to walk away. Like a, he baseball tapped me on the ass. A grown man tapped me on the ass. So I kept my cool, and he walked away. At this point, I, I, you deserved every bit of this. Everybody looks bad here. Let's keep going. Okay, so I just want to say the lesson coming out of this that I told Jones after the game was: you slap somebody on the ass without them wanting you to, you get whatever's coming next. Just so you know. Uh, But I, I thought I held my cool, and he slapped me. Said, "Okay, bud." Slap, slap. Starts to walk away, and I was like, "All I'm asking you to do is pay attention to the game." And that's when he said, you're out, you're out. Uh, and But I said it quietly, too. So I felt like I and th- and then he, you know what he did? He hits me with a he hits me with a see ya, like a really loud see ya as he's like kind of peacocking back to the back to home plate. So now I'm following him and I'm like, bud, you did not have to do that. I have not caused a scene. You came out to me. I'm not raising my voice. I didn't say anything personal. You do not have to kick me out of the game for that. That's ridiculous. And he's like, got to go. Move on. I'll count down from five if I have to. I will count down from five if I have to. This is a grown ass man talking to me. Uh, And so I was like, all right, well, this is this is over. Uh, So I got my bag and I got my stuff and I had to go sit out uh, in the parking lot for the game to be done because I couldn't even stay and watch. I had to leave the premises. (laughs) It was not good. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. Do you, do you uh do you think Danielle was happy with me? <laughs> I think she's never been prouder to be married to you. Yeah. I think. think she was like I'm with I'm with Brandon. I'm taking his yep. side. No, no, no. Nope, she took the stranger's side. As did everyone <laughs> else I know. They all took the stranger's <laughs> side. Couldn't possibly have been anything but me. So, I do was... like I do like your reasoning. Someone touched my butt and I couldn't let that go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, personal space is important. 
Obviously, the move I should have, as he was walking away, tapped him on the ass twice as well, and just not said a word. Because I, because what he, what could he have done? Like you just did it to me. Now we've now we're two grown men slapping each other on the ass. You started <laughs> it. You look insane. And now we'll move on with our time. So in hindsight, that's what I should have done. I should have just slapped him on the butt twice. Um, Personal so, space. Yeah, yeah. Let's just invade it. If that's what we're doing today, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, I saw him the next day. And he is actually a coach on a different team, a year older than my kid. So I won't have to see him anymore. And I saw him and he was really yelling at the umpire. (laughs) What? What? Hold on. He's just screaming at him from first base. Oh, come on. Come on. Like one of these. Like, I didn't even do that. You know, I I did hit him with the interesting. Um, But I was like, okay, cool. So you're not consistent at all in, in any of this sort of stuff. You just get riled up about shit. And then one of my other buds uh, found him after the game and was like, hey, I was watching, but I didn't hear what that guy said to you to get kicked out because it was kind of quiet over there. What did he say to you? And the umpire is like, it's, he didn't actually even say anything disrespectful. He just wouldn't let it go. And so I was like, you, you came to third base. I, you did, you know, but whatever. I'm over it, as you can tell. Um, but it was, it was, uh, yeah. I, I can't believe it. It took... So this was how long ago? Was this like this week or was this like mid-July? No, this was, um, let's see, first week in August, I think. Oh, it took you all the way until the first week of August to finally find a baboon with a redder butt than yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's It's been, I've been searching so many years. <laughs> that is tremendous. That is tremendous content right there. Yeah, uh, but I'm a new man. You know, I love I don't it care anymore. You know, the thing that's weird, though, is like, um, it's not that I'm get so riled up about baseball. I think if you watched came and watched me, you'd see that, like, I'm not I'm probably on the low end of like most, you know, some coaches get super locked in and intense and they're screaming and yelling at everybody. And they really are not not necessarily in a bad way, but like are really fired up and intense. I'm not at all. I'm only intense when an umpire talks to me disrespectfully. That's when I lose my shit. I don't care about anything else. Nothing else matters to me. Win, lose, I don't care that much. But with these fucking umpires, man, and referees, like, you're just, to any umpire and referee out there, you're just a regular old dumbass like the rest of us that for some reason, for an hour and a half, we, as some sort of society, have given you some weird powers over other people, and they Mm. let it go to their heads, and they act like they're above it all. You know, I get in so many uh, conversations with umpires, you know, I'll call time and I thought that did did he get him on the tag or what was it? And he'll be like, yeah, I thought I saw the angle. I may have missed it, but I think that's what I saw. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I mean, nothing you can do. At least you're just being a humble, normal human being about it. And we move on with our time. But when they go, no, he got him. And I go, no, I'm sorry. I had a different angle. He didn't get him. They go, no, no, he got him. And I'm just like, fuck you, man. You don't know. Don't act like, you know, because you got the stupid umpire hat on. So that's what really bothers me. Nothing else. Just umpires and refs. I just can't handle their attitude. It's just like, do you remember Fargo when uh, Steve Buscemi is talking to the parking booth attendant? Yeah. It's like, oh, you think you're, hey, you think you're pretty tough sitting in that little booth right there. The most authority you'll ever have in your whole life, charging me $6 to whatever. That's the story of me and ump- umpires and referees. Just the look at the attendants in the parking booth. I get, I get so I, mad. Yeah. I feel like it's the thread that ties the podcast together, except I don't know. Stu, do you yell at umpires? Are you an umpire or referee yeller? In general, I, this is how I talk about the Supreme Court. 
That's your thing. Yeah. Um, This podcast is three people who loathe umpires and referees and one person who loathes the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's... that's, a long name, but it does... It is accurate. Yeah, that's like... Like, Brandon's talking about that douchebag. Like, I talk about Samuel Alito or Clarence (laughs) Thomas. So, um, I have some sympathy for Brandon. Um, Just... different uh i have a different pumpkin bag so yeah yeah but who do you think you are you're just a regular old dumbass like the rest just, of us yeah you just bought by the federalist society and like take like <laughs> yacht trips and then like strip women of their bodily autonomy i mean <laughs> which you probably didn't say to the umpire but you said interesting which is close enough to what i said same deal same yeah same conclusion um so yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough day for me. I got suspended for the next game because of it. That's in the little league oh, rules. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I had to set out the next oh, okay, game. Okay. Can we can we just revisit how old this how old are the kids in this league? Eleven. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, they're eleven years Carry old. On. Uh yeah. They didn't care at all. Uh they were just sort of like, man, that umpire really hated Coach Brandon. So I was like, okay, cool. I appreciate that. I saw their group text. Yeah. <laughs> what so did, what did your son say about this? But Jones has not, like, he's not said a thing like, about Dad, you're embarrassing no. me. No. no. Jones no. Is, is like the most even keel person. You Everything is either good or not good. Those are his two answers to everything. So he's can probably kind of written between. Can I have a phone? Is a Skibby D the toilet demon on the phone? That's, you know, <laughs> that's all he wants. So. He uh he didn't really care. No, I think it was confusing for everybody because it was a quiet interaction that happened. Everybody was very confused at like, you know, because some guys do yell loudly. And for they were just like, what did you say to him? And then I told him and I do think half people probably are like, nah, that's not what happened. You said something else. You you said more, you know, Um, so it was a little bit more of a confusing thing than like, uh, you know, I didn't like grab third base and chuck it. You know, no water coolers got thrown. Uh, so, yeah, it was. Uh, Should have got my money's worth. <laughs> you could have just yeah. a total wind up softball uh-huh. pitcher whack on that guy. Yeah. And you didn't. You missed your chance. No. Yep. Yep. So that was my uh, summer low light, I think. That was tough. Oh. I disagree. I'd say that was the I, highlight. I mean, say, this story has been one of the highlights of my summer. So <laughs> this is so great. It's just, everything, everything about this is just uh, yeah. Oh. I hope to never get rung again. But uh, I mean, who knows? These umpires, you know, you never know. You have never you know how they're going to treat out of me. A, have you ever gotten thrown out from the mound on a town ball game? No, not during uh, a game. I, I definitely remember a couple times of like. All right, you're done. And I was like, I'm done pitching anyway. That's why I'm screaming at you right now. The in- the inning's over, and I'm mad at you, and I'm screaming at you. And so, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but never like while on the mound. Nope. Because that's, I think, like that's a hard thing for an umpire to do. Because then it's like, then I got to wait here for like 15 more minutes to have another guy come warm up. It's like, ah, oh, right. just just ignore this idiot. And I'm like wanting to pitch. So usually, as a as an umpire, if you're just like. This guy's just gonna, he wants to pitch. So if I just stop talking to him, he's not going to keep yelling while on the mound with the ball in his hand. So it's a little bit easier there. And I've never said anything so out of pocket that like they had to ring me. It's just more like you're an idiot. Where were you looking? Why weren't you looking at the play? Where could you possibly have been looking? I like to do that. Like not that you just missed it, but like you clearly were not. I don't know. For some reason, in the yeah. moment that always feels like a pretty good burn to me. 
because then they have to be like, no, I was looking at the play and they have to be like, what you were looking and you made that call, you know, then it's a, it's a second like bonus burn after that. So I've always, I've always appreciated that one. Um, and I like to you... guilt them into like, and I don't know if I told you this before. I've had a lot of like, Hey, I mess up and people tell me I mess up. You're no different than me, pal. <laughs> You mess up and people tell you, you mess up. That's how that's how jobs work. That's how all the jobs work. And they <laughs> they usually get very confused at that line of like, what? What are you talking about your job for? And so I've gone there a bunch. Um, it doesn't really work that well on the umps, but it makes me feel really good. Like I taught him a lesson. Like he's going to go home that night and be like, honey, I actually, this guy that was screaming at me and it made a good point. Like maybe I do need to take some feedback because that's how the work is. Just really, it's insane to be me. Yeah, I I mean, I I've never gotten thrown out of a game or anything, but from the stands, I've occasionally this is this is going to make me sound dumb, which is the point. I I've occasionally accused umpires or referees of being out of position. Oh, which yep. is funny because I have no idea what position they're supposed to be in. It just it, you're questioning their competence in a much deeper way. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. not only did you get that wrong, you have no idea where you're supposed to be standing right now. You're completely because out of you're it. bad at this. It seems no good to me. And, and yet I have no idea where they're supposed to stand. I will no. say the best times I've ever yelled at referees or umpires in my life have been at games in which no one else cares about the refereeing or the umpiring. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I know you guys have never I'm guessing neither of you has ever been to a gopher women's hockey game. But the first time yeah. I ever went to a Gopher women's hockey game, I had been to a, mil- a million me- Gopher men's hockey games. Mm-hmm. And one of the spirited things that you do at those games is yell at the referees. They used to even have their names on the back. That was perfect. Those were the old days of the WCHA where the referees had their names on the back. So you could That's yell incredible. at them by name. Really? That hey, was Tom Sarah, Such yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then below... Their phone number and address, <laughs> which was just the oddest. A couple guys got killed, but so then they, <laughs> the they name of the child it. they love the most is on their pants. <laughs> Your firstborn's a dick. Ago, <laughs> about fifteen years ago, they changed it and started putting numbers on the back, like the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I, I will tell you that my brother found a list. I think they printed it in like the Grand Forks Herald or something. And so he printed it out. He brought it to him, brought it with it to every game with him. So just at the start of the game, he could look up and be like, all right, 46 is Don Adam. Adam, you suck. <laughs> just from like the 20th row of the stands. <laughs> it was perfect. It was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. But anyway. That, that so... hardly sounds like the behavior of a man who's still mad at David Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, furious at David Gibbs. Um <laughs> But so this is this is where I'm coming from. Go for men's hockey, screaming at the referees. Then I went to go for women's hockey. And I think Dave was there with me. And the referee did something, blew a play dead while the puck was still loose. And both of us are immediately up on our feet screaming. And I'm like pointing and yelling, but at the same time, like looking sideways. And there's people, you know, like at the people. <laughs> Why in the is section, no one? <laughs> no one else hey, is on well... their feet screaming at the referee. <laughs> Dave and I were just furious, and everyone else is like, "Man, we're just here to have a good time." I'm here with my kids, youth hockey. What are you? Why are all these doing? camera f- phones recording us? I, are are we this good doing? at this? So then it was like, "Oh, this is actually." I seem to be taking this more seriously than anyone else, <laughs> including the players. The players are like skating back to the bench, and I'm just furious, sir. So oh, I just boy. I need to calm down. I guess this is also my my cousin when she was in high school basketball. This happened at high school basketball where. 
I yelled at the refs from the stands and later found out after the game that all of the other, all of the team's parents and stuff had made an agreement before the season that they weren't ever going to yell at the refs, <laughs> which I didn't know about and wasn't part of. And so everybody else is completely would never have been a part of. I literally didn't get the memo. Yeah, literally have no idea. <laughs> I'm just, I'm yelling stuff at there. It, the gym is silent. This is like single A basketball. And so there's 58 people in the stands and everyone <laughs> can hear what I'm saying. Miracle I didn't get thrown out for, thrown out of that game. Oh, man. Anyway, feedback is good. That's our point. You got to give some feedback. That's right. It's 360 feedback. It's it's, it's a gift. Uh, Actually, and it's also, 180 feedback. Don't touch people's butts. Yep. So that's the story. The low light. That reminds me, there was there was a few years ago where I think it was a playoff game, but there's a guy named Chris Kunitz who played at Fair State and then he was on Anaheim. He was on the Anaheim Ducks. And they were playing the wild in the playoffs. And he and Brent Burns got into sort of a thing in the corner, and Kunitz reached up and yanked Brent Burns' hair. Ooh. And then Burns beat the crap out of him. And mm. I think someone even wrote in the paper like as dumb as fighting might be, there's no better reason than to beat somebody up than that they pulled your you pulled another man's hair during a hockey game. Yeah, and I sort just... of agree with that. You, you you pull somebody's hair, you get you're gonna get what's coming to you. You deserve what's next. It's yeah. all yours. You, yep. You've earned it, pal. That's right. Whatever you want. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, I needed to get that off my chest. I for <laughs> I am embarrassed. I don't tell a t- I haven't done. T- well, now I'm telling you guys and whoever else wants to listen, but I haven't been telling a ton of yeah. people. Uh, because it just this only counts as two. I don't know if you need to collect the number of people you're telling, but trust me, from the listenership, this counts as two people. Yeah, true, true. And we haven't looked up stats. It might just be two yep. now. We gave up on that. You cannot wait for Rocket's text tomorrow. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Sadly, it is on brand for me, which bums me out a little bit. But uh, ah, whatever. I still feel okay. I feel like I'm in the wrong, but not a hundred percent in the wrong. So. Um, that's how I justify it a little bit. My wife does not agree. This was, she says that's all. This was always coming and now it's over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it was, you know, 125 degrees the last couple of days, but now it's over with. You got through it. You've been watching the weather and dreading it. And now it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through it happened. It. Yeah. Okay. That's my one summer, uh, or one, uh, semi sports related topic. I've got two more quickly. Okay. And then we'll get to sports. Uh, speaking of hot, um, today is August 23rd. Tomorrow's August 24th. That's the first day of the state fair. I have to go to the state fair for my job. Um, oh. like, uh, team bonding. The, what's the thing where you scavenger hunt, go to scavenger hunt, oh. do all that sort of oh, stuff no. and meet and do a picnic and all that sort of whatever. Um, I have not been to the state fair in a while and I have no, idea how to like make this a successful time are you guys state fair guys any strategy at all that you can help me out with are you going i'm yeah. going to i yeah. go every year but okay. it's with my kids so you drag your kids is... to the fair good for you midway that the whole is... time not really the midway it's a lot of like hey kids why don't we go and you know i, I live very near the fairgrounds and so usually oh. we go in the we go in the north part where it used to be machinery hill and now there's like one little street of tractors and that's it and so it's like we're wandering through there and we're doing the state fair thing where we're like hey look at that and the kids bless their hearts are honest about this and they look at it and they're like 
you can tell they don't say it because they don't really have the words yet to be like, Dad, this is extremely boring and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But they look at it and they're like, all right, we'll go walk through the education building. And okay. you can sort of see the looks <laughs> on their face like they're waiting for the fun to start. That yeah, really got to be I mean, right around the corner the whole time. Yeah. Ultimately, that's that's the whole State Fair experience is being like, listen, I know there's fun here somewhere and I'm going to find it, but I'm not sure where it is. Mm-hmm. But they did they did ride the Ferris wheel last year and they've been talking about it since. So okay. we'll ride the Ferris wheel and that's about it. How do you get there? You live close enough, is it? Yep. What do you do? Now that it, now that everybody can ride a bike, we ride our bikes. Oh wow. That's and, fantastic. Yeah. So how far of a bike that, ride is it for you? It's oh, I mean to yeah, to the place where we park the bikes is less than a mile. So Holy it's probably, shit. It's probably farther to walk from the place where you park the bike to anywhere that you'd want to go at the fair like uh-huh. it's a longer walk if i could ride my bike to the grandstand that would be perfect but, uh okay and then i will say it would be nice if there was some sort of service that could drag me and my bike back to my house at the end because the last thing i want to do by the end of the the worst. is ride my bike home right but okay i'm just yeah. gonna drive i it's to the fair like park at the fair yeah sounds that's I, like I, I can't think of a I mean, it sounds awful, but I don't know what else to do. People do live... that, and it's like, it's like you can. I, I I see them. You you walk through the parking lots and stuff, and you're like, "Are you allowed to do that?" Like, I guess you can do that. <laughs> you know drive. that there are parking lots there, but at the same time, the idea of driving your car to the fair and parking just seems like, well, no, you can't do that, and I'm not sure why, but you can. It seems stupid. Like, I can't. It's think... like if you're driving, if you drive to a Vikings game, right. And I know like, it happens. Okay, I'm gonna, I've just never I'm gonna heard park of it. in a parking ramp, and you're like, no, you can't do that. There mm-hmm. are, there are, moats and dragons, probably or something. Well, there's a par- there's a bus, but it's like 20 minutes or 15 minutes west of where I live, uh, out in Minnetonka, that takes it over that mm-hmm. way. It feels like it's going to take forever to do. Um, and so I don't. I guess another well, park and ride, uh, but then either welcome. way, I'm driving to Roseville. I'm driving there anyway. Basically, is it? Is it worth the You're 20 minute to drive here and borrow my bike? Okay. All right. <laughs> I can see your excitement. Yeah. And if yeah. you want to take my kids with, per- that'd be perfect too. And, oh, wow. And I can just get out of it for the year. That's incredible. Um, Or I could bring my own bike in my car and park at your house. <laughs> that would also work. Huh. I don't know. Let's, let's, <laughs> I like that we're, I like that we're working out your transportation plans live on air here. This is perfect. Yeah. We're, are we still recording? Podcast. I thought I, oh, shit. We are. Um, Stu, what's your plan? You're going to go to that tomorrow? Yeah, I got to go for work. We've got to hit like the uh, bars where we have like exclusive beers and like, you know, have a beer at all the uh, client bars to support them. Tough. Poor guy. Wow. That sounds terrible. No, I mean, it's just, it's very warm out and you have to drink beer. Right. I mean, it's it's Some of them are strong too, I bet. That might be kind of, there's a couple seven percenters in there. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to go do that. And then there's like the bars that don't have exclusive beers where they're pouring, you know, some other surly handles. So you got to go have some beers there, too. Do they know you? Do they all know you? Um, I mean, everyone knows me. You know this by now. So yeah. it's like it's it's not easy. I mean, just yeah, the, the glare of, of the, the of the goddamn paparazzi. That's, uh-huh. It's not it's not easy. I just the photogs. You know, I, no, I mean, I, I, I know that I'm pretty. And it's not, it's not, 
yeah, it's, it's, I'm not a piece of meat yep. is what it comes down to. I try to like, I, I give, I give a lot and I just want to like be Have a little bit of privacy once in a while. Like, like the first time I went, I saw the superstar Mike Morris walking down the midway in Zubas and slides eating an entire bucket of cookies. He was trying to just fit in. I just, I just let him be, but there were people <laughs> who were like, wanted to like get an autograph. From this guy who's in Zubas in public, holding down cookies <laughs> at the age of sixty-three. At the age of sixty-three, just your regular and Zubas just, wearing geriatric man. Yeah, and it's like just leave leave the guy alone. He just he likes cookies. He's wearing Zubas. You should probably avoid people doing that anyway. But no, fame is a bitch, man. You don't you don't understand it. No break. Until you're like a medium recognized half internet celebrity in Minneapolis and or St. Paul. It's not, it's not all roses. It's, yeah. it's, it can be tough. And I don't want to say that I'm brave, but I'm very brave. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to stop wearing the, I have 10,000 Twitter followers t-shirt or do you still stick with that? Well, first of all, they keep changing the name of the goddamn company <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> and so it's not as relevant. <laughs> everyone who replies to me is a pederast. So I mean, it's, it's, it's very, Less of a bragging point at this point. (laughs) Having having 10,000 followers on one of Elon Musk's platform, not honestly. Lots of guys with German accents who grew up in Brazil tend to get in your menchies. (laughs) Oh, the the master race. How are you doing? It's like, yeah, no, I don't. It's not. It's not, not nothing about this fame is easy, guys. Do you do you worry about your popularity among people who seem to be from Argentina but have umlauts in their last name? All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yes, I haven't slept a wink. It's not, it's, it's very I mean, troubling. Do you just sit and think, what am I doing that's so popular with these? Why people? do they all look like Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> not, I don't care for this. Um, but you know, no, actually, um, what's um, as an outstater, if I can shift to sincerity for one second, yeah, um, we would always go to Valley Fair during the State Fair because mm. the theory in Outstate was that well, all all of the idiots are going to be at the State Fair, so there won't be any lines for the fun rides at Valley Fair. Hell that yeah. was the theory. In practice, no. It's, <laughs> Apparently, just, you weren't the only a, outstaters. Yeah, who had that idea. Always, we'd, we'd get there, and it's like long ass lines everywhere. Because I mean, it's ninety five degrees, so everyone's going to go there for the water park anyway. So it's uh-huh. yeah. So that was always the plan. But um, I did not go to the state fair until like I was in my mid forties. Oh, like wow! Like until I started at NPR, I did not start go to the state fair at all for work. Is when I started going. And I've gained an appreciation for it just because it's it's basically Bourbon Street for Scandinavians. <laughs> it, it is because you can drink outside. You can walk around with a beer. It's that's it's incredible. That's yeah. the appeal. You walk. I always get. I always wonder if, like, you know, people who own restaurants, restaurants are constantly opening and closing, and it's hard to make it in the restaurant business. And I, I, I just imagine that most of the people who own restaurants who are struggling are just furious about the fair. Like, how do we get people in the door? Man, it's a struggle. We can't get people in the door. Okay, hold on. What if you charge them $15 to get in, and then they have to eat standing up outside on the hottest day of the summer? Oh, then they're in. Then they love it. Yeah. And everybody can't get enough. Oh, you made a sandwich. always a line for everything. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Ugh. A sandwich that has ham on it. Is that what I heard? Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> That'll do it. You got to get in this line. They're putting ham on this one. They're putting uh, ham and bacon. Two different kinds of pork. Ah, oh, the line's back up all the way they, out they to the right. This thing, they put food coloring in that thing. Let's go, honey. <laughs> oh, Last year, they boy. put pickles on a pizza, and the whole place nearly burned down from the riots. They couldn't believe it. They <laughs> police, couldn't believe it. They they had police officers keeping order for people to wait in line and get their hold on. Pizza. There's plenty of pickles for all of you. They're plentiful. Yeah, I don't know, man. The the getting there is is bothering, is worrisome to me. Oh yeah, I've I've got a spot where I go and then I just walk the rest of the way. It's not, you know, it's my house. Dude just parks so. at my house. I, I should. Honestly, I might just do that at this point. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah. I'll yeah. extend that to all listeners of the sport. Steps, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, all it's, eleven it's, of you just park in my driveway. It's fine. That's fine. You can borrow my bike. Is the truck still there? Oh yeah, you can borrow the truck. Just take the truck and leave it wherever. It can be the community. <laughs> no, I know truck. that's. I, I know that's. <laughs> yeah, that's always been the rule. Yep. If you take it though, you got to park it, and it's got to stay there. <laughs> it's the middle of a cornfield. All the better. That's yeah. fine. Just <laughs> let me know where it is. It's like a. It's like one of them lime bikes. <laughs> yeah. Just put a dot on the map when you're done, so everybody else can find it. It'll it'll find its way back. Yep. We trust it. Um. There's no food that actually is needed to be eaten at the state fair, right? No. That's all no. kind of is what it is. Yeah. Kitschy. Um, they I, deep I, fried. I, you know what? The, the One of the most popular things there is that turkey sandwich. And I think yeah. it's popular because it's the most normal goddamn thing there. It's, it's regular kind of, food that people are like, yeah, I kind of want to fill up on this. It's not, it's not like super sweet. It's not like deep fried 17 times. It's a fucking... You know, like shredded turkey on a bun with butter, salt, and pepper. I mean, yeah, it's, the most, it's like a Lutheran funeral in a bun. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. fine because it's not anything that's like so like convoluted or um, deep fat fried. And it's it's fine. And that's why it's so popular because it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more of that. I don't understand, that. It. I don't understand like a, in the me, In the fair. middle of the fair, peanut butter and jelly. Just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich stand. I think that would that would really do gangbusters. Probably right. I just don't want to. I don't know. Last year, last year, I tried to look it up. We were going to the fair and I thought, all right, I don't know anything about the fair food. I read the articles about the new fair food, but there's got to be other things that are classics that I don't know about. Like I usually get fried pickles because I like fried pickles and they're usually poorly done wherever you get them. But I thought, all right, I'll look, look this up. And one of the things that I saw that appeared on multiple top 10, top 20 lists was supposedly this Italian grinder thing. I, I didn't quite understand what it was, mm-hmm. but there were people who were just raving about it. Like, this is my favorite. I know Jason DeRussia was all about it. Oh, was it the gizmo? Is that what it was? Maybe it was a gizmo. I can't remember anything about it now. But I, so I, I went out of my way. I like found it on the map. Like, all right, I got to go over here. And my family was doing this. I was like, I want to run over and get this sandwich. And it cost like $12. And so I get this thing. It's wrapped up in tinfoil. And I unwrap it. And I'm like, well, I can put meatballs on a hot dog bun with the best of them. I don't have to come here and pay $15 to get in and pay $12 for meatballs. I don't understand what's happening. Corn dogs shouldn't cost $8. You the bar is so low there. At Cub Foods for $8. Just imagine if you're at a regular restaurant, like exactly Cheesecake Factory or something, Applebee's, and they're like, a corn dog from the state fair. You'd be like, "Fuck what? I'm never ordering that." That no. is the. I'll have everything else on this menu before I get that. 
It's every yeah, single like, thing at the state fair is the worst thing at Applebee's. <laughs> what's the, what's the most famous food? Well, it's a chocolate chip cookie. I've had a chocolate chip cookie before. Uh, <laughs> is is it better than those? Give you a, no. What if I give you a bucket of them and it costs twenty three dollars? <laughs> I don't want. We're a gonna smash them, them all into each other. That's the only. That's the only thing you can. Do you want one cookie? No, you can't have one cookie. Yeah. You can have dollar sixty for one from cookie. yesterday. Oh, no. You can be the weird guy that goes up to somebody with a bucket and is like, listen, I'll give you a dollar for a cookie oh, and Jesus. possibly steal your children. You got to be on a list. But I'm not going to for that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's, I know. And it's like, you got to get the corn. Like, yeah. Corn? The one that's yeah, on every I, street corner? All right. I guess. But it's corn, right? It's three for a dollar at Cub Foods, but I'll get it here. <laughs> but, but hey. Oh, you got to get the French fries. Oh, that's great. I've never had a French oh, fries. Oh, shit. <laughs> what are they? These are French Fried potatoes? You got to go to the dairy Ooh, la, la. and get an ice cream cone. Oh, an ice cream cone. I haven't <laughs> had any of those this summer. Finally, a place I can get an ice Jesus. cream cone. I'm okay. glad we can talk like this. I, I was going to say, like... it just smells like cow shit everywhere. <laughs> I... <laughs> Sometimes the people that love the fair, I feel like I'm going insane. People talk about it and they're it's just so like, confusing people to say, me. oh, I love the people watching. What are you talking about? Go to the mall. The mall's free. Yeah, the mall's free. Go to <laughs> absolutely free. <laughs> I was at the I was at the Houston County Fair last weekend. Go to the Houston County Fair; it's free. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> what is the Houston County Fair like, John? Wow, well, that's a let's let's uh, change topics here. I've Some done of this has been fair. both the Benton and the Renville County Fairs. The Houston County Fair intrigues me, John. Are I you... gotta say that the Houston County Fair, if I'm remembering right, is better. It was there was more to do with the Houston County Fair than there ever was at the Big Stone County Fair. I'll say that. Well, but yeah. otherwise, it's exactly like the State Fair. There's a building with 4-H animals in it. Mm-hmm. It's smaller, but I don't think I don't think the fact that there's 4,000 cows at the state fair is what's really giving it the advantage over there only being 11 at the Houston County Fair or whatever. You don't need I don't, that many. Yeah, I'll take three. That's probably my max. If they're if they're I, a good three, like if they're interesting. I I also learned at the Houston County Fair that uh, a a given city can have more than one 4-H club. I assume they were all just city-based, like town ball teams. But no, it's one like city rival. can have... Yeah. Come on. And the possibility for <laughs> rivalries between cross-town 4-H clubs, it just I never saw it coming. It's like English soccer with chickens. <laughs> so anyway, I learned that. And <laughs> there also was... <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not making this up. You're gonna think I'm making this up, but I'm not making this up. One of the big attractions, I'm not gonna say it was a big attraction, but on the schedule was there was going to be a a clown show at eleven AM at the Houston County Fair. Some kind of clown thing. And when you look down the schedule, the things at Houston County Fair, there's livestock judging and there's this clown thing. And when you're there with a bunch of children, you, you sort of have to aim for the thing that might be kid friendly. And I I don't want to. I haven't seen a lot of clown shows in my time, but this is by far the worst one I've ever seen. And especially when the clown, when it starts with this guy introducing his partner in clowning as his ex-wife. There, keep in mind that there's about a there's about fifteen children sitting in this. Okay. There's some beleaguered parents. There's a there's a bunch of children, and this this guy is explaining like. Oh yeah, and I finally convinced my ex-wife Tootsie to come back into this. And all the parents, you, just the look on the face of the parents are like, this guy working through his horrible relationship trauma in front of all these children. It just it, it was downhill from there 
when it's the real breakthrough the best... with Tootsie. Oh man! <laughs> so that's that was the Houston County Fair right there. My God, that's. I mean, you can get fingered a thousand times at Machinery Hill, but you'll never <laughs> hear my ex-wife, my partner in clowning at, at Minnesota <laughs> State Fair. You gotta go out state. You gotta That's go right. to the real fucking county fairs. So oh, I gotta boy. say, this is this is a check mark in the state fair column that mm-hmm. you know yes. there's short there's shorter lines right. for food at the Houston County Fair, but at the state fair, you're never gonna see a dude who's desperately convinced his ex-wife not to come back, but to clown with him again. <laughs> oh, you clown together, you stay together is the myth, oh. and it's it's not true. Oh, I'm so happy. God, that's incredible. But anyway, I, I would say the Houston County Fair was just as fun as the State Fair overall. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. Pros and cons. Pros it and evens cons. out. Yep. Oh, oh and also, the it wasn't popular enough. Apparently in the past they've had like carnival rides and stuff, but apparently it wasn't popular enough. So it was just one guy with like 12 bounce houses. And if you've <laughs> never seen one dude, never seen one dude trying to sell tickets on a per bounce house basis for 12 bounce houses at one time and trying to manage all these children running back and forth, you haven't lived until yeah. you've seen this one poor guy. <laughs> try to deal with this it was it was oh, just a, it was a microcosm of society overall i'm literally crying right now <laughs> oh. god damn it john <laughs> 12 bounce houses yeah. 12 bounce all uh, even two feels like pandemonium god damn it get back here zachary oh shit i need your ticket for that the ninth this one's out of control. Four acres of bounce houses. Oh, he was also trying to manage some very strange kid paintball thing that was also going on. Sure. That's mm-hmm. fine. Sure. You might as well. No one needs eyes in today's society. It's fine. <laughs> Bunch of nine year olds holding these. I don't know. They might have been like semi automatic. They were basically, they were like barriers set up, but it was basically like two nine year olds run around a barrier and then just hold the paintball gun to each other's temple and are firing. So it couldn't have been a real paintball gun. I hope not. Those things hurt, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know what made them kid appropriate, but anyway, mm, it was total chaos. Oof. Tiny Oof. little balls maybe. The paintballs, I mean, not oh, the kids. Hey, we get you. We we don't don't don't. That's okay. <laughs> you already get the, paint. You already get the explicit <laughs> label on iTunes. Talk and paint. Yeah. Uh, my last question I don't even know if it's interesting so maybe we can go really quickly and it's probably even just more in for us to just like talk about offline but um, what is your uh, sometimes I feel like I want to post a little bit you know just in general I don't even know where to post anymore Stu you said Twitter's kind of dead are you still just going to be on that until you die are you doing Blue Sky are you up on threads I'm, 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 I'm moving more of my stuff over to Blue Sky Yeah. so you've, just... you've been you've been Putting content on Blue Sky that I haven't seen. You've been posting without, I've, and I just I've been posting on Blue Ski, yeah. And you don't? Is it a cross post? Or yeah, you, do, you post exclusive, do you have exclusive? Do you have exclusives? It, it. I sometimes will. If I've got a banger of a of a what do they call it on Blue Sky? A skeet. Yeah. Which is just don't call it a skeet. It's just don't. No. 
He's no Skeet Ulrich is an actor and he deserves respect. God damn it. He does. He um, owns that corner. Yeah. He was in the first screen for Christ's sake. Um, yeah. Mastodon came along with a toot and I thought it couldn't get worse. And now yeah, there's, works. yeah, I couldn't, I, I literally had to walk away from Mastodon. Not, that's not going to work. I could do that one. But Blueski seems to have the most juice of all of the replacements, but I, I still put stuff on Twitter now and then, but I feel like you'll, You'll do the same post if you re- if you got a banger. You'll cross if post I got a these banger, things. I'll throw it on there just for the because some people aren't on blue ski and some people mm-hmm. like I'm not. But it, uh, some people get good interaction. It's like where I, do you I, throw I, you throw it on threads too? Only if I want to talk to Colin Hummel. He's the only guy who posts. <laughs> on there. <laughs> I like Colin. He's a nice guy. So one of my favorites. With the dad ball dipshit. So yeah. if I want to interact with Colin, I go to threads. That's really he's about. maybe the best of the dead ball dipshits. Yeah, it's a low bar, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good like, one. He had the he had really the good run, content. Like, for those who don't know, Colin works for 3M and has mm-hmm. he hates heat and high humidity. Yeah. And he like runs their like 3M open tournament up in <laughs> yeah. uh, the 3M tournament. And like, it was a billion fucking degrees on the first day of the tournament. And that guy is like he, he also has like very complex hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it it's, it's everything. Everything went bad for him. I just, I just, I, I reached out as a friend and as someone who likes to make fun of guys with complicated hair. Just checking in. Said, hey, hey, buddy, just so you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fuck you. Just, you know, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> go, go Vikings. That type of thing. So, um, so Threads, is, yeah, Threads is really not, it feels more brand oriented. Blueski appears to have a lot more of the brain damaged idiots like me. Okay, so you think that might be where we go when we just want to get a little weird? That's why I like Twitter so much. I could just yeah, you could get a little off brand if you wanted to. It just no one was really judging you there. It was a little bit yeah. more real. You just and... say, this is the like the Charlie Brown has hoes. No, that's not true. He's never had hoes. Yeah, you <laughs> just people be saying wild shit on. <laughs> yeah, it's just Charlie no, Brown it's, that's hoes. what Twitter is for. It feels like Blueski has got a little bit of that juice. All right. All right. That's good. I mean, so, like, but the thing with Twitter is, I mean, or, well, X or whatever, is that without Twitter, we would not have had the entire, the, you saw the uh, Birmingham boat fight. Oh my God. I loved every second of that. That was like the best Twitter has been in so, not since Trump got COVID has oh. it been that fun. John, was, did you know about this? You look confused. No. I've never heard what Birmingham boat fight. Oh my good God! We got the rest of the the rest of the show. Here we go. Birmingham, Alabama, or Birmingham, England? Could have been both. (laughs) It Um, was Alabama. 
Okay, yes. John, here's the scene. And we don't know this. Stu, you can maybe back me up. We don't know this for sure. But the scene as we understand Our it. lawyers are not listening, so I think we're okay. So there is a big old dock that that uh, like pontoons go to and like giant like yacht, like one of those party bus things go on. And then above that, like up a bunch of flights of stairs seem to be some sort of like big restaurant or landing or something. So that's the scene of what we have. Now, there was a guy on the dock who was like the security dock guy who was like, uh, he's a black guy. He apparently told a boat of like a like very stereotypical white people on a pontoon, like, you guys got to get your pontoon out of here because there's one of those big party boats that are about to come in. So you guys are parked here illegally and get out of here. The story goes, and we're just choosing to believe this because it seems to make the most sense and we want to believe there's it. There's also video that confirms most of this. And the so the video picks up where the there were like four or five of the white dudes shirtless... And and a couple women, shirtless, you know, visors, all this shit, uh, wearing Crocs, jump off their pontoon and jump this black guy. And there, there's like four of them kind of crowding up on him. And before he like, and he's about to square up to fight him, he takes his hat off and like comically throws it in the air like he's a graduate of high school, almost <laughs> like a bat signal to his black friends of like, boys, I need some help here. Okay, so that's what you see in the video. You see a dude fling his hat up in the air, very like thirty feet in the air, John. And then he starts to throw down with these guys, and he's kind of holding his own, but it's like four on one, right? Then the camera pans back. There was a, a young black kid jumps from a boat into the water and swims up toward the scene of the fight, and he's wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> this fucking kid just wants to get in there. So this guy's trying to hold his own with four people. Then you see from the landing above, like two other black guys come down to try to help their their guy out. And they push all these guys off. There's a couple women they're pushing away. And so the, the end is there's one guy who gets up, pulls himself up from the water, just like in superhuman arm strength to pull himself out of the water wearing jeans, by the way, yes. just upper body arm strength and starts to like blot out his shirt and his pants as the one guy is getting up from the fight and the white people are retreating back to their boat. Now they've kind of kicked them off and it could be over, but now, now like four or five black people have gotten together and they're like, fuck these guys. We're going to go after them. They run toward the boat. And then all the white people who are on the boat decide, no, we want more of this smoke too. They get off the boat and they start really getting after it. Like this is, Listen. 12 people in a brawl, John, and it looks made up. I mean, people are like somersaulting. John, people there was a like... folding chair. A folding chair got oh, used. That, that's the second scene. This is the first scene of the crime is the this like the ladies get off the boat and then really nicely women find other women to fight each other. And the black women are starting to beat these white women up. And it was really fun to watch because it was not so like it... punching. It was a lot of like just grappling and throwing to the ground. And these white ladies, honestly, I kind of got to give them credit. They kept coming back for more. They they just kept coming back. They, they would not understand. retreat onto they the boat. They did not understand. They didn't the, get it. The gravity of the situation. They didn't get that they were losing, right? So these are all probably, in my estimation, it. like 25 to 45-year-olds, something like that, like adults, but not kids. Meanwhile, John, let's say 100 <laughs> feet to the right, the big party yacht thing shows up the huge boat and now we've got a whole other section of a second fight but these are old people fighting 
<laughs> now there's some old people fighting and there's on the boat or they've gotten off. The they've gotten boat. off the boat. And now they're also on the dock. In there the is at one fight. point this woman, a, a black lady sort of tussles this white lady on the ground and turns around and and throws her into the water. The lady just fucking flies into the water. One white dude kind of gets crowded on some people and turns around and just dives away into the water. He's gone. Okay. <laughs> and then and then other people who are, are recording this are on top of the landing looking down on this fight. So they're looking straight down, right? So you see people going into the water, and then all of a sudden there's there's uh, a couple older black guy, a uh, black guy and a white guy, kind of older guys that are really getting after it, like grabbing each other's faces, doing that thing, you know, where you just kind of grab their face and squeeze and kind of get some stuff in. And then on the right side of the of the camera, you see an older black guy coming in with a folding chair, John, and he <laughs> starts getting chair, after some people and it's a folding chair. So it's not like. And it's a really weak folding chair. So it's a perfect yeah. amount of damage where it's going to hurt, but it's not going to kill anybody, you know? And so he is just going left and right and just bonk, bonk, <laughs> bonk. He gets all of them, right? And the best part to me, the whole thing, and the people who are narrating this and recording it are black people. So they're on the black people's sides. And they love this, right? Because this dude, he's the black guy. He's coming in. He's hitting all these white guys and getting them or whatever. And then the black guy with the folding chair gets a little too big for his britches. And decides to hit a white lady over the head. And right when he hits the white lady over the head, everyone goes from laughing going, uh-huh. Oh, now you're going to jail. That's jail. And then the <laughs> guy who shut up immediately. The guy who <laughs> hits it with the folding chair, the lady, immediately everybody knows what he did. He sets the folding chair down and just kind of like succumbs to the police and like lays down and allows himself to get a handcuff. <laughs> everybody there knew the drill. They were like, Well, you went too far, man. We all knew everything else was a regular old fight, and you just hit an old lady. You Thelma Louise did, buddy. She fucking, this old lady just folds, just is down. One dude, I've never experienced this in my whole life. I saw a picture later. One of the old white guys somehow was so aggressive of a fight. He, like his Crocs, like he burned through the toes of his Crocs, and his Crocs ended up by his knees. Like the toes (laughs) came out, and the Crocs just kept coming up as he was getting beat up. And he was face down getting handcuffed with his Crocs that turned into knee pads. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I, so, I, it all no happened on Twitter. I go look this up now because it can't be as good. John, as John what if you I can just, add just a little bit to this, the, uh, the swimmer um, <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> Scuba Gooding Jr. was trending for a while. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> In relation to him yeah it was that an aqua main that was those were the two short hands for him. oh yeah so we got a thousand of those in which was unbelievable um and then that kid god bless him what got up from again john you and i any other regular human being we swim in our full clothing we get up to the dock and realize it's yeah. three feet above our head we just drown yeah or we just hang on for dear You're life sp- this fucking guy pulled him, not only pulled himself up onto the dock, squeegeed his shirt and his jeans, and then a fight broke out. And 20 feet away, he went and picked up one of these like 250 foot or pound big guys, picked him up and absolutely like comically body slammed him onto a dock. It was if so this great. guy does not have an offer to Alabama, something's doing somebody's <laughs> doing something wrong. <laughs> the whole thing was absolutely Perfect. because... This was exactly what, as Stu was saying, what Twitter was invented for, because you yes. first see one video and you're like, wait, what? 
And then you see a couple other angles and you're like, okay, okay, I think I'm getting this. And then all the nicknames come in and the whole thing was just a fantastic afternoon for all of us. It was us. so great. It was, uh, it was the purest example of fucking around and finding out yeah. people ever see in, a, in, in this world. It John, was I think you gotta, you have to see it purely for the bat signal hat throw. Because <laughs> it came out of nowhere and it just was like, what an odd thing to do for anybody about to throw down to be like, check this hat out. I want to see this video, but when the hat goes up, I want the Benny Hill music to start. <laughs> and I just want to probably Hill find a version that does that. Yeah. Oh, there's, there were, there were, there were soundtracks to the video. Oh, yeah. there, there was, you, you can take your pick. There's, there's many to be found. It's so, so funny because. It's all you can just kind of tell watching it. Let like, it's just a good old fight. There's no like yeah. weapons or like really bad things happening. That one guy got jumped, but very temporarily. For the most part, it just felt like a bunch of people just throwing it's, down it's, on a dock. It just it's felt the old southern school. version of Mike Milbury going into the crowd at the Boston Garden. Basically, it was like the, like you know, slap shot when they went into the stands. <laughs> yep. Hanson brothers went into the stands yep. and just started fighting the patrons. It was basically, but with a little the 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 the, the racial um, makeup of the uh, fight was a little little different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. If so, Stu and I are obviously very biased because it just was the funniest thing in the world to see these white people just refusing to be like oh, we're losing. We're losing this fight. We got to get on the boat. I wish there was an analogy historically in the South for that. I wish. So, I wish there was anything. Is there like a lost cause? Is that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, there's got to be. I, we'll just, we'll think on it. We get on the way home. Shit. I, yeah. I think we. I think we've talked about it on the podcast. But I did always think it. It was a little bit funny. Like you know, Ron Artest going into the stands, and I'm not defending Ron Artest going into the stands. Yeah. But Ron Art, they. It was treated like he bombed the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Correct. And at, at the same t- at the same time, people are like laughing indulgently at Mike Milbury beating a guy with his shoe in the ball. Oh, Kicking the shit that- out of him. He went into the crowd yeah. and beat him with oh, his yeah. own shoe. Isn't that hilarious? That's America right there, Jim. Yeah. He, yeah. he just described America right well, there. Well, the bit, yeah. I, North America. He's, Mike Milbury is just a boy. He's just yeah. a boy. He's not a it's culture. It's fun. It's a bunch of good old boys climbing into the stands and beating yeah. up fans. Then you have yeah. a national conversation about something else. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Have and, we uh, talked about sports yet? We're over an hour in. All right. Oh. So I do want to talk about the twins. I don't really know what I have to say about them. Besides, every single night I look up the box score. They have lost by four and they somehow have gained a half a division lead. Yeah. I don't understand how any of this actually happens with them. They're up by four, four and a half games. Yeah. They're up by four Cleveland, and a half. Four and Cleveland a half loses a triple header every day. <laughs> it's, it's almost September. This shitty team is going to be in first place in September almost no matter what. It was and with, throughout. With, a, with an incredibly point, good starting pitching staff. Oh, like, the God, they're the good. Starting pitching staff of our dreams. Like second in ERA, they're first in innings pitched, second in ERA, crazy. There was some day last year or last week, I think it was a week, maybe a week ago now, where the Twins had lost seven out of their last ten, and but Cleveland had lost all seven days at the at the same time or whatever. So the Twins had actually their probability of making the playoffs went up because there were fewer games left. Yeah, Yeah. some of those numbers might be wrong, but that's basically what happens every day. Well, you know, the Twins lost today, but the the 
Guardians are playing the Dodgers, so they'll probably lose too, and the Twins will still have a five-game lead. <sighs> I mean, I know how this is going to end. I don't know exactly how it's going to end. I know it'll be bad, obviously. I think they'll win a playoff game this year. I really but do. I just was going to say, like, this is... We tried the team that just hits a bunch of bombs that didn't work. We have not tried, like, dominant pitching staff or uh, pitching staff for many years. Many, many, many years. Maybe ever. Basically ever. I'm trying ever. to think of when there was just, like, that's how the Twins we always won. Had, we always, like, when we were really good, it was, like, a top two. Yeah, like, Johan and Liriano. Liriano, yep. Viola, Bly Levin. That was, like, it. Then everything was, was like, yeah. I Scott really Erickson. hope that's Ninety one they had Scott Erickson as a Oh yeah. Yeah. God, he's Morrison Tappany and Scott Erickson. Erickson. Yeah. Yep, that's true. So it's been a long time since they've uh had a team with a makeup like this. And I, I do know like this is a pretty good recipe for the playoffs. Yeah, they've got a shot. I mean, they'll get Fuck. into the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, they've got they're going to have a home series in the playoffs against like Toronto or something. Whoever like the six seed is Seattle, Toronto. They're... Do you ever just like catch yourself having hope? It feels so weird. Nope. Like I mean, it's, it's just it's pretty rare. I just caught it the other day after they. I think they had won like two in a row, um, which is pretty huge, you know, for the Twins. And I'm looking at our staff, and I'm thinking about like, damn, all of this. I got a pretty decent lead, and they have had not much of anything from two. Basically, possibly, potentially, should be MVT, MVP type candidates like the on the team. Players have sucked this year. Most expensive, and like, what if they get pretty good? And like, what if Buxton plays in center field? Uh, see, I say crazy things. You do. It's yeah. It's I mean, yep. it's easy to hope this year, even uh, though they well, suck. The this is, is different than other years when they've been like kind of borderline. This is like it could happen. For me, the fun part of this, it feels like it's the start of something rather than the window. This is the last time the window is going to be open for them to do anything. Yeah. They've got a bunch of young guys. I mean, they've had Joey fucking Gallo hitting 160 all year in the lineup pretty much every day because I don't know. But they've got young guys who can probably play. They've got guys at AAA and AA who can probably play. It feels like the start of something, and it would be fun if they could like steal a series. That's yeah. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not as down on the team as like the media, the negative nabot, uh, nattering, nattering bobs of negativity. You're mm-hmm. Michael Lance, if you will. Um, it just I can't be mad because it just if this feels like found a found money year because the rest of the division is so bad. And they're just like a little bit over there. They're just good enough to be fun and frustrating. So I can't get too, too upset. But like today was an awful game. But it was also a thousand degrees. I don't know how anyone played in Milwaukee's terrarium of a stadium. Like every fly ball was a home run. And Milwaukee got one more fly ball. Right. And it it sucks because they burned out their entire bullpen and they have a four game series against Texas coming in. Texas is like legitimately good. Yep. But you know what the consequences will be if they lose three or four to Texas? None. There's no consequence. (laughs) Not so far. No, there's not going to be, there's no team. There's who cares? It doesn't matter. They're going to be in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They're going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be fine. 
It's just they're not good enough to win a World Series this year. That's fine. Win a playoff yeah, series, I, everyone's going to be happy. I just like the idea of like even if we're going to be bad, at least this, or even if we're going to lose in the playoffs, which I know we've happened. Yeah. At least it's a different try at things. I don't know if I should not yeah. be given the I'm, it, because chicken isn't here. I can do this. Give him a little bit of credit just as a fan of like, well, OK, well, at least we're not going and doing the same shit every single year that has not worked. At least oh, we're not, like, not going to start kept, in the playoffs this year. They kept Max Kepler on the roster all season. You can't accuse them of coming up with new ideas. Well, the new idea was maybe he gets good again. It worked. Which worked. <laughs> okay. He's good. Waiting waiting for a guy that's under contract to be good again is not new for the Twins. This is pretty normal for the Twins. Yeah, but the staff, man. This regime yeah. has not tried it. Yeah. So I don't know. Griffin tried it quite a while. Quite a long time. I have, I have a question for Stu. I want to see if Stu knows the answer to this. Oh, no. So the 91 Twins. Yes. There was... Between Morris and Tappany and Erickson made 101 starts between them. Yeah. There was only one other guy on that team that made more than 20 starts. Do you know who it was? Oh, God. What year? 91. I had no memory of this guy. <laughs> oh, God. I should, oh, I should absolutely know this. Our number four starter? Our number four starter. Oh, Alan God. Anderson. No. Yes. Yes, it was, it was. Out of Holy man. shit, really? <laughs> oh my god. I was joking. I that year. Oh my god. I would have said like Gary Wayne or something like that. David West. I was going to go oh, and I was going to as a joke go with like, Les Straker because he was a seven. Dave, oh, David West and Mark Guthrie both made Guthrie. Guthrie. I thought they were both relievers. I, I remember them both being relievers, not potential start. Guthrie, oh. I guess. Pitched in 41 games, but I had no memory of Alan Anderson at all. I I forgot he was on that team. And he was like a he was an all-star. He won 20 games one year. He was the I only think. guy who came to do autographs in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. So I loved Alan Anderson from when oh, I was, was nine years there. old. He was good for you. No he one else came there. Course. He probably got rung from a from a U U twelve game somewhere. <laughs> if he's yeah, I would hope so. Everybody's got to do it once. Yeah. A 22-year-old Denny Nagel also made three starts that year for the Twins. Oh, Jesus. Denny Good Nagel. Team, they, won, they won a lot of games, John. They won 95 games that year. I love yeah. I love just naming guys so I can secretly put this away for my immaculate grid Yep, every just, single morning. Yep, for everybody else. Denny Nagel also pitched for the Pirates and Atlanta and Cincinnati, the Yankees, and the Rockies. Wow, that's a really good one. It's That's good to have them for the Rockies. Those those like nineties and aughts like expansion teams are always so rough. difficult. Yeah. Okay, so Rockies, Twins, Denny Nagel. Yeah. yeah, Rockies, Twins, Rockies, Reds, uh, Atlanta, Reds, yeah. Reds, and Yankees. Twins, Atlanta. I like that one. That's a good go-to. I know there's others, but that's a good one. Minnesota. Yeah, or, use for that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, we better stop before we're just going to start oh, yeah, doing we'll, our own we'll immaculate grid. We'll, we'll be naming dudes. So we should probably do, should we do one more topic and call it good or not? I want to see if anybody has any Vikings thoughts so far. What, uh, Stu, you're a resident Vikings guy. I haven't been paying much attention. Uh, it's August 24th. We should be doing our official, uh, preview at some point. So don't give away the whole farm, but like, how you feeling? 
Um, they will be four games worse this year and win the division. All right. You like a nine and eight because uh, they don't have a whole lot of competition this year. Yeah, bad division. De- um, Detroit's not going to be good. Don't don't believe the hype. Yeah, right, right. Pack- Packers would be better than we think they are because that's just how they're born with a horseshoe up their ass. So, mm-hmm. And the Bears are just good. That is the only flaw in my plan is the Bears always have that like 14 and three year mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then well, it's was- a decade. Have they had theirs yet? I don't think they have. Um, it's been a been a while. Been a um, while. Hey, it's been. It's been. Um, I. That's the only. But I just. It's they're just not. It's the Bears, man. Don't worry about them. Bears. Nine and eight probably gonna win the division. Vikings will probably get in the playoffs again. That's I all. love that. I have no. I have no other. I haven't watched any of the team at all this year. Why would I do that? That's there's stupid. no huge. They the new wide receiver is kind of fun. So that'll yeah. be good. Yeah, um fun. replacing Thielen. Um yeah. otherwise there's no other big sort of changes from last season, right? No, I think um same coach. Mm-hmm. Um same quarterback. Great. New new defensive coordinator. Okay. Okay. Is it Zimmer? Yep, it's Mike Zimmer. Mike <laughs> Zimmer's back. Holy shit. Yeah, Brian Flores. So that's serious. Oh yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Dolphins guy, hard ass. Dolphins guy. Yeah, okay. I gotta release the restroom, guys. If you want to like vamp for a little bit, I'll yep. Right back. I, yep, that's great. I do want to say, I do want to say one thing that I did realize, and this comes from again, we were we were down, we we're hanging out with my wife's family. We're we're down in southeastern Minnesota, and I I don't think they had cables, so we're just based on network TV. But anyway, the the Vikings are playing a preseason game on a Saturday, and it was like. Of course, we're going to watch the Vikings preseason game. The Vikings are on. Of course, we're going to watch it. And that was the moment where I realized that literally the only thing keeping the state of Minnesota together is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh It's the only thing that Minnesota agrees on. You talk about, oh, what it's like to be Minnesotan or this is what Minnesotans are like. None of that is true. Mm -mm. We're different in every way, depending on where you grew up. If you grew up in Roseville, you're having a huge a hugely different experience than you are if you grow up in Roseau. It's just a very different thing. You yep. believe different things. You don't agree on anything except for the Minnesota Vikings. That's the only thing keeping the state together. And it's amazing that it's the Minnesota Vikings, this disastrous franchise, has yeah. kept everybody together this long. There's... I just want to say, in terms of a public service, you can't beat the Minnesota Vikings for being the only thing that's holding this place together. Yeah, if the NFL shut down, it'd be civil war within weeks. Yeah. Not I mean, even maybe the twins. Maybe the twins. I'll give you maybe the twins that is keeping things together. But the gophers, no. The gophers aren't doing it for anybody. The Timberwolves, the wild, they're both divisive practically no. compared to the Vikings and maybe the twins. Right. That's it. That's all we have. It's a hatred. Yeah. <laughs> A hatred of 35E going through St. Paul mm-hmm. and the Minnesota mm-hmm. Vikings. That's all we can agree on. And hating the Packers and hating Wisconsin oh, yeah. in general. That but might that's, be a, again. That's Vikings same based. concept, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same concept, right? Uh, okay, so that's Vikings. Uh, we could go oh. quickly around the horn. Oh, did you have I, another thing? I, one more thought because I watched the Vikings preseason game. Like, oh, I you said. did great. And I'm pretty okay. sure I might have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure there were four consecutive plays on which. Vikings backup tackle Ole Udo. He committed penalties on the first two and then gave up sacks on the last two. Yes, and I just happens. wanted 
I just wanted to say that it is it, we've survived Todd Stucey and we survived Matt Khalil. And to go from that and find somebody who put in a worse performance than either one of those guys, that is, I get mm, chef's kiss, hat tip. Artistic. Good for you, Oliudo. That was yeah. the worst thing I've ever seen. Is he is he going to play? No. Well, I no, mean, he's in the preseason. Oh, he's he's gonna gonna get get cut. Cut. After that, he's going to get cut for sure. Yeah. This is his claim to fame is this mention. Yep. On he's, this podcast. He's oh, I up think there I'm, with... With he's, like, he's like Spielman's like lingering like the fart that like hangs around a little bit. That's really, power. Really, oh, do really dense. Yeah, he's oh, not. Boy. He's not. He's not good. He's very bad. No, I've that's never, not fun. Probably I've never a second round or third round pick if I had to guess. But I've never <laughs> seen that from a professional football player. I'd love to get him. You know, most of the time, if you wanted, if you wanted to go into witness protection, playing the offensive line for any football team anywhere is a great way of going about it. Just the fact that you noticed only in by the fourth play, it was like, please don't allow oh, somebody just ran right past. It. He's standing there helping the quarterback up again. <laughs> the spotlight right. on him as they yeah. <laughs> like a Madden thing, but they're just doing it on regular broadcast <laughs> just for fun. Like we have to do this. We shouldn't be doing this, but this is unbelievable. You got to watch yeah, this. It's like a, it's like a TikTok video with the caption glitch yeah. in Madden 24 or something like that. Except yeah. It's just only Udo highlights. <laughs> it's just a regular Vikings game. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good posting strategy right there. I don't know how to do that, but you should try that. I I don't TikTok? I don't, I don't no. I don't have TikTok. You don't stop. Okay, so I also think it's time uh this is the time of the year where it's important to make sure that you check your smoke alarms to make sure the batters are fine because oh, I got mm-hmm. a lot of hope in the Minnesota Timberwolves this season. Oh, oh yeah. no. Not Why? Good. Why? It's not good. Why do you I have a lot of hope? What is, it, John? what is it's Anthony Edwards, isn't it? Just say it's Ant. Just say it's Ant. It's Anthony Edwards, Please man. Have you seen what the I clips? Want, what I want your answer to be is he scored 34 points against Germany, a country that doesn't have basketball, and that's changed your entire outlook. They got one guy. Don't remember 1972, John. How quickly we forget. We've got the gold medal stolen from us, John. Just 51 odd years ago, and now you just pretend it didn't happen. That was. That was the Russians that stole the gold. It was in Berlin, John. No, it's the same. It's the same. That was was definitely the worst (laughs) thing that happened at those Olympics. I'll say that for sure. (laughs) I will tell you what. (laughs) Ask a white American. They'll say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I got hope. I I don't know that I should. It's not rational. Rudy Gobert has been doing well. Uh, I think it's very. This is worse than I thought. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has been doing well, but I feel like just there's some vibes happening where they both are are doing well, but also know like it's it's Anthony Edwards' team, and we're just doing our best to help that guy out. He's the guy. And uh, I'd like to make a correction at this point to say that it's Nas Reed's team, and he's I allowing still wish it would Anthony be, Edwards yeah. to take the lead. Because he's so gracious. That helps me with my vibes, John. That's right. I mean, bringing Nas back did improve my outlook 100% for the Timberwolves. Nas Reed. And all the... Nas Reed. All the... The the posters, the NBA posters, the guys, the NBA guys who are just like on Twitter, they've been talking it up. It's their fault, too. They're national guys. They're not helping matters. They think oh, it's his team too. What are they? I don't know. So they're no looking clips? at a forty-two and forty team, uh-huh. and they're looking at the guy 
who at the end of every game, if the other in the last three minutes, I, I don't have the stats to back this up, but in the last three minutes of every Tim Rules game, mm-hmm. if the other team made a three, Anthony Edwards' average time for shooting a three of his own was three point two seconds. Don't do this. The You're gonna regret it. Thing, don't he just, don't walk down that road. And his shooting percentage on those three pointers was less than one percent. Jesus, you're doing this. Oh my God, he's. I'm doing just it. saying, yeah, he's doing it. What? This is the same team. It's the same guys. They're bringing back the same guys. And your theory here is that Anthony Edwards, based on vibes, will be better. Yep. Yeah, right. that is John. A couple other it. things. I respect. Not it. just it's the. Crazy, it's not just the vibes. It. It's actually the content. The content's getting to me. It's good content. Wait. The, oh, the exhibition games against Germany? The exhibition games against Germany provided some very good content. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Rudy Gobert make a lot of his free throws, good content. Oh, no. I saw some <laughs> other content of Carl Anthony Towns dropping just like just bombs from like 30 feet. And then I saw him get ejected, but that's not the point. Also, I get ejected too, so I kind of like that. The other content is a bunch of the Denver Nuggets who, just so you know, won the national, won the NBA championship. Won the national championship, yep. They, I mean, literally, technically, that is the national champ. You know, they did it. That's right. They're the champs. The national championship. Some of the content was like those bros on podcasts being like, the best team we played in the playoffs was the Timberwolves. They were better oh, than all the other teams we played. And this, Jonathan, let me remind you, there were two important players in the NBA on the Timberwolves who did not play in that playoff series. I'm going to, I'm going to say one and you have to guess the other. Number one is Jaden McDaniels. Who's very important. And guess who number two was that didn't play in that tournament. You it, already it know. Was it was Nas, it was Nas fucking Reed. Reed, man. Nas Reed. Nas Reed. So because of that, I can't help it. I got hope. It got in me. I can't this stop is... being hopeful. This is exactly like your uncle comes to Thanksgiving and he doesn't say anything for the first two hours. And you're like, all right, I think I think that Frank is finally getting it back together. And then you're all sitting around and everybody's sort of they're feeling good. And all of a sudden there's a lull in the conversation. And Frank says, you hear about this pizza place in Washington, D.C.? And you're like, oh, no, here we go. Frank Frank is back. Frank got the Internet. Guys. why you don't you realize it. Facebook, this Frank. new batch of meth is so Facebook much better. <laughs> this new batch is unbelievable. There's no side effects to this meth these days. The other stuff I had, yeah, it was bad. This new side, right, this new meth is very good. There's, I can't go wrong. I feel great. I never sleep. It's awesome. I work double shifts. This meth is going to be the one that sets me right. This is the new meth. This is new good meth. This is better than last year's meth. Common core meth. Common core meth. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I'm for sure proud of my hope right now, but I do have some hope. They won 42 I, games without good players. A lot. If they stay healthy, Ant gets better. Nas Reed's got a role. Oof. I just. It's in me. It got in me good. 49 year old Mike Conley will play 82 games for sure. Yeah, he was good last year, so he'll for sure be good again. We know that. Yep. We got slow mo. We got Jaden McDaniel. If he doesn't break his hand on something, I don't know. Slow mo's playing on the China team somehow. It's very cool. 
Happy what? for him. Yeah, he's I'm Chinese. Sorry. This is like when I found out Ben Simmons was Australian. Yeah, Kyle Anderson's Chinese. And Carl Anthony Towns is Dominican. That's who they're playing for. Now you're making this up. You're Googling no, it. Not. You don't believe me. I promise yeah, it's you. It's for real. And Gobert plays for France, as we know. So that's why he's Chicken Fingers' favorite player. What? Yes. Man, you have been so out. Kyle Anderson was born in New York City. What's going on here? He's got Chinese, I think, a parent. Yeah, grandparents. Yeah. You missed out on so much of the content, John. You got to get back onto Twitter. You got to get back on the tent, John. He just became a Chinese citizen. (laughs) Yeah. I know. He's just beating all of us by 20 years is all he's doing. He sees what's coming. Yeah, he knows which way the winds are blowing. Hold on. He sort of sees how things are happening. Around <laughs> winds here, are so. shifting in a certain direction, and uh, yep. I'm Chinese now. Yep. Just be in the rush. I I, I still have quite... So, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. There oh, are... boy. I'm a little nervous oh, about this. <laughs> there are an hour and a half in, and John's on the problem. <laughs> Good. There, there's so many random soccer players that are like born in Sao Paulo and you know their name is Juninho but they live in China for three years or whatever and now they're part of the Chinese nationals not China specifically but other countries okay and is that what happened here like they just randomly recruited Kyle Anderson or is he Chinese I think he's part Chinese I mean all all Wikipedia says is that he just became a naturalized citizen (laughs) so maybe he just loves China well, see, that's what I want to know. It, it's fine either way; it doesn't matter. I just okay. I want more information. I don't know. I assume he's part Chinese, but I I don't know. Um, should we? We got to get moving. We got to get out of here. We got to yeah, wrap it up. It's, it's Not until lead. we find out what's going on. Well, we have another one of these scheduled in uh, seven and a half months, so we'll uh, we'll get to it in March. Um, we want to end with the top six. Okay, but our... I figured this out. I I scroll all the way down to Wikipedia. Kyle Anderson's further research maternal grandmother's father was Chinese. Yeah. So that's exactly what we've been saying for minutes now. Yes. Literally, John. (laughs) Literally, John. (laughs) That's all we've been saying is grandparents are Chinese. He's Chinese. No, not, not, not. (laughs) Oh, great. Amazing. What a story. Great. You want to throw a great. Okay. Good. I'm just learning. There's. There's a bunch of Chinese Jamaican people. I had no idea. Huh? This is incredible that you're. I'm just I'm learning about people migrating around the world. This is fascinating that they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. New deal. This is not like this is nothing like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons turned out to be from Australia. Just a basic Australian, bro. You're right. This is a basic straight up Australian. And I had no idea because I don't. I'm too busy paying attention to 40 other things. His first interview I, was jarring for all of us. We were like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what's no, happening why here. Why is he doing an Australian accent? What's he doing? Trying out for a play. I don't get it. Local why theater. The short pants like Angus Young from ACDC. <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. Man. Uh, okay. So, John, maybe next time we meet up, you can have you can do a segment of just like interesting migration. Just discovering things about yeah. the world. This is, yeah. I mean, this, this is much better than our podcast. It's like you guys, I just what... figured out there is a huge community of Nigerian people in Brazil. 
Uh, that's fucking nuts, right? Then we can just like comment on it. Yeah, I mean, be a new. There's bed. really no, there's really no comments that I can think of except "Wow, I didn't know that." No, that's what we'll. That's what our comments will that? be. Yeah, it'll be a "How about that" segment. Um, and okay. it's all the Argentinian people named Gunther that love Stu on Twitter. See, that's another. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, so we wanted to do a top six, but then our top six went out to Would a restaurant like instead. Build a new space program, Stu. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So our top six uh, uh, inventor uh, and host of this uh, segment went out to a restaurant. So now he's just going to tell us the top six things he tried at a restaurant tonight. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. What uh, restaurant was it, Stu? It was called Restaurant with a W. Mm-hmm. Restaurant with a W. That sounds mm-hmm. like a joke, but it's based on oh, rectangle not... pizza. Everybody. Rectangle pizza, yep. They have, are collaborating with First Avenue on a new restaurant space. It's the old Wild Times space in downtown St. Paul. Mm. It's across from Balloon St. Paul, and it's attached to the Palace Theater, where First Avenue puts on shows. Mm, good shows, too. That's a great spot. Yes, they, yeah, very good shows. And um, I got invited to a preview, and I went there and had free booze and free food. So. Big swing and D, Stu. Yep, yep, pretty much. Um, let's see. Number six. Um, First Avenue plus one in cans because I wrote the copy on the side of it. So six was First Avenue plus one cans. Humble. Um, I, five. Um, here's the thing. I love oh. when Stu is a shill for himself. I hate uh-huh. when Stu is a shill for Surly. Yeah, as long as it. it's for Stu, I'm on board. All good. Like I love First Avenue plus one now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because Sorry. I know that the can is something that my friend wrote. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, five. <laughs> um, they had a pizza there. Um, they only had one pizza going, but it was really good. It was a um, and I don't. I know it's divisive, but it was a pineapple pizza. Mm. Pineapple pizza, but it had like a lime crema on it. If you're into okay. that one, you no know, brand is into lime crema. Oh like, yeah, like some my nickname. some jalapenos and some like like a mix of like green pepper and white onion on top. It was very good. Yeah, I, I can't I can't uh, say enough about it. It was very good. Um, number four, um, there was margaritas. It was called agave, but it was a margarita. It was very good. All so, right. That's low. That must be, this oh, must be a good top yeah. three. Yeah. yeah number three, old fashioned. There was oh, oh yeah. That was, old was, fashioned or Wisconsin old fashioned? Um, uh, normal people, old fashioned. Normal so. people. All right. Yeah, That's yeah, just regular old What's ass. the Wisconsin one? You drink one and then you have to go introduce yourself to your neighbors. No, it's got a bunch of weird stuff in it. No, it's it's when yeah, brandy. you have an old fashioned instead of going to the custody hearing. That's <laughs> or it has Sprite. I can't remember which one. One of the two. Um, Mine was a sex so, offender joke. Yours was better. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. that's okay. Um, number two what was number two. Um, oh, it was like a there was like this reverse Waldorf salad. So it was like a stuffed shell with like cheese and stuff inside of it. It was very tasty. It was like cold pasta. Wait. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let's back up for a second here. Yes, it was a reverse Waldorf salad. Yeah, like it was a, it was a pasta salad, but the there was all the ingredients were inside the shell, and it was like 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 a beet reduction all over it. I'm not a big fan of beets; they're way too earthy, John. You know, I've talked about this. Tastes like dirt. Honest, I'm Beats no longer like sure. I I really don't think I know what's in a Waldorf salad anymore. Correct, but it was in a stuffed shell, and it was very tasty. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the older salad I've ever had, either having pasta or beets. Yeah, I would not have ordered that normally, but I was surprised and delighted by how tasty it was, John. This is what you do at a restaurant opening. You get weird. You eat some dirt, man. That's great. And number one. I'm going to look this up, but if the Waldorf salad came from China, I'm just going to lose it. 
<laughs> Kyle Anderson's grandpa made it. So in number one, pizza rolls. It, oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, they were like basically in an egg roll wrap, stuffed with like um, cheese and um, oh gosh, uh, pancetta, and with like two different dipping sauces, including ranch. Ooh. Oh god, and a, and a marinara, and they were oh god, they were so I would have eaten a thousand of the goddamn things. Were they uh, what size? Were they like traditional pizza pockets? Like the traditional egg roll sized. Oh wow! Okay, love it. So yeah, two of them with an order, and you dunk them in the red sauce and the white sauce, and those be clear of the everyone at the table agreed that it was the best thing. I would so dunk in those best things that I tried at a restaurant. They also are going to have um, they open um, September 9th, and they also have a window for walk up slices if you're going to downtown St. Paul for a yes. show or a hockey match with the hockey lads. Yep. The hockey people. A kid rock show at the X. If the restaurant wants to have us out uh, to do a live podcast for publicity, would we oh, charge two uh, orders of pizza rolls and call it a day? Pizza rolls and a round of drinks and, we'll and a round of drinks forever. Yep. And an explanation of why they're putting pasta and beets in a Waldorf salad. And that's optional, but yeah, I would like it. I wouldn't. I would like it. it. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if they gave us that. And that's just our opening bid. If they wanted to come back with one, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I might say yes anyway. And we'll allow I, you to come I'm in. I'm going to reiterate this. They have a window for pizza by the we slice won't. in downtown St. Paul, which is like. Oh, God. A first. Oh, geez. Re- <laughs> it's going to be the first person oh, ever to walk on the street in downtown St. Paul. I know. It's 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 four blocks from my house, John. Just let me. What let a me concept. Have, God, that sounds have. awesome. Well, that's it, your it top six. Sound. That was my top six. Sorry, I didn't have anything else prepared. But I had to go eat free food and drink free booze. Again, that's, a celebrity life is not life. easy, but it's the one I've chosen. Right. You can't go my back now. My eyes are up here, ladies. No, no. correct. <laughs> Quit looking uh, at my titties. Come on. Please. How many times have you had to beg? I need, when this episode is published, I need to clip that out. And I need a button that I can just play Come that on. over and over. <laughs> Come on. Uh, sorry. Well. Earth. I could talk for hours, but we should probably wrap this up. It's no, getting pretty late uh, and a little you bit. No, I just want to say, if you guys answered my text, we could do this like once every couple of weeks or every we week could. instead of once every three months. We got to get good. I feel like we could definitely have this conversation offline, but Wednesdays might be it. We could do it. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> All right, I like it. We'll give it a try. All right. I'm pressing stop, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back someday. Go Vikings. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.